So, I mean, speaking of uh, COVID stuff, I mean, the thing that I was uh, keenest to talk about today is uh, the absolutely ridiculous deep dive I've been doing for the past few days into right-wing streams from within the, the protests uh, in Ottawa. This is the trucker convoy, which is being dispersed by force as we speak. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it has been uh, it has been dispersed, and uh, by force is a is a pretty liberal description of what <laughs> happened. I mean, there's so much I want to say about this, but yeah, like I said, I, I I spent basically the last two afternoons just watching various feeds and and other feeds which aggregate like five or six feeds together, right? Because if if you want to see what's unfolding, you know, you can watch like six different camera angles all at the same time, like as the police were pushing. I was very curious to see what would happen. I was also very curious to see kind of how exactly the police would go about this. You know, they've very much been a part of the story here. It's a really big open question as to why the Ottawa police were unable or unwilling to offer kind of more robust pushback to this kind of occupation of downtown Ottawa, which has been, you know, like very, very disruptive to, um, you know, people who live in downtown Ottawa. You know, if people haven't seen any of the images, I mean, they really did kind of set up a camp and it's been for weeks, you know, tents and big trucks and, you know, they had security, they had, you know, it's like a little encampment. And, you know, occasionally over the past two days, I would I would flip to the kind of mainstream media feeds. And frankly, they're not as interesting a lot of times because the journalists are on the other side of the police line. So they're, you know, they're just like talking to like retired, you know, police officers and stuff. who are all just saying a version of like, these officers are very professional. They've been well trained. And uh, as you can see, they're executing uh, uh, what they're trained to do with, uh, with, you know, with remarkable efficiency, yada, yada, just like, you know, that that kind of stuff. Whereas, you know, if you want to kind of get a sense of like, what are people kind of within this crowd thinking what are they saying obviously you're gonna go to these these feeds and I made uh, extensive notes here because there were so many things I wanted to bring up uh, in relation to kind of what I learned yesterday or or what thoughts were kind of brought to mind by watching these these feeds I think uh, for me one of the most kind of fascinating case studies uh, immersive case studies in the kinds of characters who are attracted to this I think very postmodern form of right-wing politics now I'm not sure uh, in what order to go here but the first thing I'll say is that um, the proud tradition of Canadian provincialism uh, just on on full display even among you know this crowd which you know by and large has had a very right-wing bent so for example there was the husband of one of the organizers who was arrested yesterday and he was in court and he ended up asking the judge about why his uh, right to protest wasn't protected under the First Amendment oh, okay man. so that's the kind of thing you're seeing there, there there have been a whole bunch of references to things like that and I I think there's two things that are interesting about uh, this and other things like it. Number one, right, it is just an example of like, so many Canadians just kind of get their news and their frames of reference like from the United States, right? So First Amendment here is just like, that's his reference point for like the broad idea of like, don't I have a right to assemble and protest and whatever. But I think the second thing here, which is much more interesting, is this speaks to which so much of politics today, and this is by, by no means an exclusively right-wing phenomenon, so much of politics today is about immersive online media consumption. So I'm assuming that this is a guy, you know, and that many of the other people who I kind of met via these streams are people who just watch, you know, right-wing YouTube all day, and a lot of it's American. So all their frames of reference are, are gonna be that. Now, because so much of it comes from online, something else I noticed, which again, I think speaks to the very like, postmodern character of some of this is that almost everyone seemed to be hawking something. So there's so there is a guy I was I watched for a few hours yesterday 
who was kind of going about the crowd and he was interviewing various people. Almost every single one of them had something they wanted to talk about. So, you know, every few minutes he's pausing to plug his YouTube channel. He's saying, like and subscribe, you know, make sure the stream gets to people who have a hard time finding live feeds, that kind of thing. And every person he interviews, you know, is pointing to their t-shirt. Like he would, he would literally end the interviews by basically saying like, where can people find you? Is there anything you want to plug? And you know, this is like feet away from a police line. This is happening. People are wearing t-shirts that say freedom on them and they're, and they're giving people the link to like the online store where you can go and buy the shirt. Uh, one guy started talking about the reggae music that he has on Spotify that you can listen to. Like a lot of it wasn't even like related at all to the protests, which I thought was really funny. So that's another thing is a lot of these people, you know, are people who are immersed in this kind of, in particular online communities. And they're literally bringing those communities with them, you know, these micro communities with them to the actual protests. And then they're kind of like in competition in some way with like the other people that are there. So I think that's, uh, that's pretty interesting. Another thing I thought was intensely fascinating was the relationship of uh, the people in the crowd, the psychological relationship they had to the fact that they were surrounded by cops. So this was met by a mixture of anger and kind of disbelief 